Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. We are joined by Orleans Parish Sheriff Susan Hudson. Sheriff, welcome to the show. Hey, good afternoon, Sheriff. Thank you for having me. Sheriff, uh, a couple of issues I know that have been top of mind uh, for you and others. Uh, Update on staffing. How's that going? You know, it's going pretty well. Uh, Ironically, I was just at a Louisiana Sheriff's Association meeting last night, and all the sheriffs were talking about how tough it is to recruit for the jail. Um, But we have been really successful in recruiting for courts and other functions throughout our organization that are law enforcement related. So we'll be able to utilize some of those uh, human resources in the jail as well. So we're we're happy with the the recruiting in, in courts and other places. So pretty good. What do you attribute that to? Because I, I you know, I, I still talk to a number of sheriffs, and I agree they are most are completely frustrated with trying to man uh, their jail facility. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough, and it's a, we have uh, turned over a lot of our deputy population since I got into office. Um, we still have some veterans there, but it's a younger and newer group, and you know that's a different uh, that's a different element dealing with different generations. So, um, so it's been kind of tough, but. Uh, we're doing everything that we can to, you know, support them in this work. A lot of employee initiatives that we're really excited about for 2024. Uh, so we're trying to make sure we, we give them all the support they need to do what is a really challenging job. And obviously shortages in staffing tend to lend to an environment of uh, inmate violence. I know that you've had some issues there. Um, how's that working out? How's that? Uh, wh- where does that stand now? Excuse me. Well, you know, as we continue to drill down on the data, because I didn't have a lot of data when I got into office and we are moving more to being more and more data driven, we're seeing about the same level or even sometimes lesser um, e- violent events, despite the fact that we're only about 50 percent staffing in the jail. But we are seeing that some of those fights are really uh, can be really um, damaging. The injuries from the fights can be damaging to residents who are involved in them. But we're, we're holding pretty steady with that number. And as we move forward uh, with programming, you know, job training, education, 
really important programs that we'll have coming in in 2024, which we're very excited about, and we'll, we'll tell our community more as we go forward. Um, and I've also hired a clinical program to director to keep the residents in the jail busy uh, so that they will, um, you know, that, that moves to more safety as well in the jail. No doubt. Uh, and I know that servicing the courts has been a challenge because of staffing as well. You mentioned that you've been able to make some hires there, uh, moving inmates back and forth to for court appearances. Uh, where do we stand there? Yeah, as you know, that's a big, you know, making sure that justice functions is a big, big issue. So the courts are now fully back open. All the magistrate courts are fully open, night, weekend, uh, daily. Um, so it's all back open, even as we've been struggling to get folks in. Most recently, we almost cut in half uh, the number of people that we need. We brought back some folks with experience and others from outside the organization, you know, uh, have come in. So, and we still have another uh, several dozen folks in the pipelines. Our our, uh, recruiting for courts is going really well. And we're really excited about our new training academy for staff development. We have a new training manager who we were able to get over from uh, NOPD. So we have consent decree experience and just tremendous amount of experience in moving an agency forward. So all these things bode well for our recruiting. You bring up consent decree. I know that's been uh, a a little bit of a tug of war uh, early on set. Um, Where do you all stand with the court at this point? Um, we are, you know, moving forward in some areas. Like we moved forward, I think, uh, a net gain of 11 and from not being in compliance to at least partial compliance and others being moving into complete compliance. But one of the keys to all of that is our compliance bureau. And we will have that fully staffed probably in March. And that includes training. It includes auditing. It includes policy. It includes uh, how we investigate, what are we finding, what are the issues we're finding in investigations. So all moving just hand-in-hand hand to put together our game plan for uh, complying fully with this consent judgment. Before the end of this year, I want everything to be in partial compliance, everything. Uh, back in the spring, uh, you had said that you wanted to reconstitute your uh, executive team. Uh, where do you stand on that issue? Well, it is, Sheriff, as you know, that's the key. As the sheriff, people think you do all the work, and you know that's just not true. You've got to have a really talented and hardworking. No way, no how. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> really hardworking leadership team. We have gotten in some tremendous individuals, whether it's IT, whether it's operations or our buildings. You know, even our buildings are a part of the consent decree. Water temperature, you know, air temperature, uh, you know, all these right. types of things. So. Getting in that leadership has been really key. We need a couple of more um, hires here, like I said, policy uh, and audit manager, but we're moving ahead, and we're in the final stages of our search for a permanent uh, acting chief over corrections. So a lot of really important hires that are going to just really cause this organization to leap forward. The... um, um my mind just went blank. Um, Talking about hiring corrections. Um, no, I just I was it was it was along the lines of of the uh, uh, consent decree, but we'll come back to that. Uh, obviously, we're on the cusp of Mardi Gras, 
um, and last year you pulled together um, a very impressive number of folks to participate from outside agencies, um, and obviously the need is there again this year. I'm sure that you were made aware of this economic impact study done by Tulane. I actually had him on the show earlier, uh, and it, it really – uh, raised the level of understanding for me as to how important Mardi Gras is to the economy of the city of New Orleans. Um, where do we stand with staffing? Oh, thank you so much for recognizing our team on that, Sheriff. That was a heavy lift for us. That was not our job, but we jumped in when our community asked for the help. And we and I asked our team first, can we do this? Can we do all the things we're supposed to do and help with Mardi Gras? And they were like, yeah, and they were excited to do it. So thank you for recognizing that. We are right in lockstep this year. Uh, we spearheaded, again, recruiting other agencies, and we worked way in advance with the city to get this going. So last, week's we, we, last year we had six weeks to put that all together. This year we started in the fall. Um, we've got 18 agencies on board. I want to thank all of them who've been able to do that. Um, and I'd love to be able to, before we get off here, name them all because it's really important because they're going to send 280 deputies or officers from these agencies to come help the city. And we have an additional 145 OPSO deputies who are also signed up. So you can see we're pushing close to, well, I can't do math. That's a little over 400, I think. So we're doing, a, that's huge for public safety. Uh, all on the parade route last year, we had families telling us thank you. And we hope that this year um, people will just recognize our deputies. You know, uh, we want to start a little social media drive where you just uh, just do a hashtag deputies on duty and just take a picture with our OPSO deputies so they can be recognized for this really hard work. They still got to go back and work the jail. They still have to go back and do all the things that they have to do. But um, they're so excited to serve their city. If you wanted to name the 18 agencies, let's do that now. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, of course, our neighbors who send the biggest number is Jefferson Parish, uh, Washington Parish, Tangipahoa, Lafouche, St. James, and then we have Franklin Police Department, Tangipahoa Constable, Jefferson Justice Constable, Generette City Marshal, Natchitoches City Marshal, Pineville City Marshal, Abbeville City Marshal, Monroe City Marshal, Holy Cross College PD, Xavier College um, uh, University PD, uh, the Department of Corrections to help do street closures and routes. They're sending a big number of, of officers. And uh, the University of New Orleans, and I thank the chief for that because uh, Chief Rondino has been a really good partner as well. Absolutely. Last year, um, there was some controversy, and most recently, as it relates to pay for your folks relative to an OIG report, I wanted to, to give you a, a chance to respond. Oh, thank you, Sheriff. I appreciate that. You know, for several weeks, the, we fully cooperated with the OIG, answering a myriad of questions, a myriad of requests for documents, and we provided it all. And we disagree with their statements that our overtime calculation was not compliant with federal law. Um, we verified that with our legal team, which specialized in employment law. Our employment lawyers actually reached out to the OIG and gave them all the verification as to why there was nothing wrong with this. And so I just feel like it's somewhat political. At every turn, the OIG has been attempting to undermine the hard work of our team when it came to Mardi Gras and supporting this city. Um, I disagree with their mischaracterization of our work and our payments. 
um, and our legal authority demonstrates that uh, their contention is erroneous. Is is it true though that the over that some folks made over a hundred dollars an hour in overtime? Um, we uh, calculated all of that in conjunction with the city. So I don't have all the data in here in front of me. I didn't bring all that in front of me. But every but, step but of the way, know, you would know we you would them. know whether or not their the rate was over a hundred dollars an hour, though, right? I mean, because that was kind of the bone of the contention in the report. Yeah, we were we we disagree with the contentions of the report and, and their statements. We worked with the city. So no one was no one was paid a hundred dollars an hour or more overtime in your department. Um, again, I do not have all the documentation in front of me. Um, so, but we know that we worked with the city, had an agreement about how we paid people, and we know it was legal. Well. There's a question of legal, but there's also a question of ethical, right? I mean, if your deputies end up being, I'm told that your deputies were the highest paid officers that worked the parade route. Do you think that's fair? Well, as you know, federal law about um, employment and payments and all is it's very specialized, and deputies are not exempt from FLSA. And so that's a really a complicated calculation. That's why we had worked with the city on it, and that's why we have legal help through it. So we've not done anything wrong, ethically or legally, um, and our deputies uh, were paid according to the work that we, uh, the agreements that we worked out with the city. But I'll go back to the question. Do you really believe it's fair, no matter, because there's any, there's a number of ways to skin a cat under the Fair Labor Standards Act. I, you know, I, I did those calculations for years as the CFO of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office. The question is, though, reading the room, do you think it's fair that your men and women were paid far in excess of everyone else that worked that parade route? This is a specialized assignment outside of their normal duties. And what's being lost here is that we, we did everything that we could to keep the city safe. And our deputies should sure, be paid. Sheriff, sure, I, I, I get all of that. Why is, it, why is it such a problem to answer the question? Do you think it's fair? I mean, well, you, you know, it's not your, I understand it's not your primary responsibility. I also understand that you are an elected official within the city of New Orleans. And... You know, the primary responsibility of Mardi Gras coverage has totally been on the backs of the NOPD historically. I think it's a, a legitimate question. I think it's a question that a lot of your constituents are asking. Whether it's legal, whether it's ethical, do you believe it to be fair that your officers standing side by side with everyone else made far in excess of what they made? Um, Sheriff. Again, I do not have that data in front of me. I'm more than happy to give you a follow-up information about that, but I don't have that in front of me. What I know is that our people went above and beyond, and they were paid according to our agreement. And that's what we did. Right. Well, I, you know, I, I guess we'll, we'll agree to disagree because, uh, you know, I, I can tell you I, I've been involved in those calculations and one of the considerations that we always took it and made when people were helping us and and I know a lot of other sheriffs, when we were helping them, uh, it was all about fair, you know, fairness and how these calculations were going to be made, whether you're carrying them on duty, off duty, 
special assignment or, or otherwise. And you can always choose, as you just appropriately pointed out, uh, the highest return. But the question really comes down to, is that fair? Um, and I, I guess you're not doing that this year, though, right? You know, with again, we talked about all the preparation going into this year, which we're really excited to be working with uh, the city uh Based on all that we learned about last year, we're doing some things differently because we had months to prepare, and we're very excited about that. So uh, we made some changes, um, worked out, you know, between the city and the Orleans Fair Sheriff's Office, uh, a great CEA, a historic CEA that makes this a permanent structure now to keep the city safe during Mardi Gras. We are a big part of public safety, as you know, and so this was important. Um, and so we have more time to do that. And... We worked with the city. So, so look, Sheriff, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to browbeat you, but I know what the public is asking. So, for the benefit of the public that was upset about it, you're not doing that this year. Yes or no? Um, We have we've addressed this in our CEA, and anybody can look in the CEA, and our deputies will be paid thirty-two dollars more than their base rate, um, given this really specialized work. Uh, and the amount of time we had to negotiate this and make sure we put everything into place. Uh, our hair was that on would fire be last sig- year trying that to make this work, and we made it work, Sheriff. That would be significantly less than last year's calculation. Yes or no? I mean, this is not that hard. I mean, really. No, that <laughs> I mean, would be, be I'm not trying overtime. to be disrespectful, but, I mean, you know, it. it I think the, the public deserves an answer. It, it doesn't mean you did something wrong. It just and and it could be any number of considerations, as you just appropriately pointed out. But I think they want to know: is it going to be that number this year or not? Uh, they're going to get thirty-two dollars over over their base rate. But again, they weren't. Uh, it wasn't a hundred dollars per, per hour based on the agreement. That was overtime and other calculations. So, you know, this year we set out, worked it all out. They're going to get a specific amount. That's great. It's it's good funds for our deputies who are doing really tough work. No, absolutely. So I'm excited about it. You know, we have the time to do all these things this year. And look, and, and I don't want to diminish the appreciation of you stepping up and going to the forefront and coordinating this. I mean, it, I think it's a huge help to the NOPD and not having to handle the administration of it. Uh, I don't underestimate the breadth and depth of, of the effort that goes into doing so, because anytime you're trying to align with multiple agencies, not to mention 18 in, in total, it ain't easy. <laughs> Been there, done that, uh, not easy. So I applaud you for taking on, on that effort. And I don't want to diminish that in any way. I just, you know, there are questions that the, that the constituents ask, that's all. No, I appreciate that, and we're glad to, you know, talk about these things, but I just don't want it to be lost on how important it was for us to be there. So a couple of things I would just like to point out. Number one, people don't even know because of all this, well, I think is really considered just non-important things, that our deputies chased down the one shooter on the parade route. We, Our deputies were really heavily involved in, in apprehending that person. Um, they don't talk about the fact that we stretched these routes these mom-and-pop operations uptown and at the beginning of Endemion, they made their whole year's uh, uh, money that oh, they absolutely. need every year. And the, the economic impact of what we did is not being fully talked about. So I thank you for allowing it, that to be known. We're glad to talk about what we've done this year to really solidify it with plenty of time to plan. So, But I just want our team to 
there was a number of other really good things that came out of that that I'd love to talk about if we have a second. Yeah, let us get to a break, and we'll come right back. We're visiting with Sheriff Susan Hudson, Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back, folks. We're visiting with Sheriff Susan Hudson, the sheriff of Orleans Parish. Sheriff, before we uh, move on, I did want to just see if we could get a, a yes or no to this question. Hotel rooms, that was part of the controversy. We're doing those this year or no? Um, the city of New Orleans will be handling all hold hotel accommodations for our partner agencies. Um, so they're going to handle all that documentation, making sure it's so many miles from the, you know, the city, mileage, reimbursements, all that. The city's going to handle all that. So we are out of that business. So you're out of that business, but you, as it relates to your agency, will you be renting rooms for your administrative staff this year? We will not. Okay. So you wanted to uh, touch on a couple of things uh, that, that we weren't able to get to in the first segment, uh, yeah, we're really excited, of course, about Mardi Gras. With all this planning, it's been great. Um, we, are, we, of course, have our Operation Lost Kids, which will be set up uptown um, on the second weekend. So we'll have a kids zone uh, that will be operating throughout the parade schedule uh, for that is weekend. That, is that new this year? Is that new this year, Cheryl? It's not new, but we um, – Yeah, okay. I thought, really I thought y'all had run up. those before. Yeah. 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 And that's it's a great all- service, by the way. <laughs> it is, and it's our special reserve deputies, and they love being out there and, uh, you know, taking care of kids. So they come to a safe place, we take good care of them, and make sure they get uh, back home. So that'll be at Toledano, um, Toledano and St. Charles. So that's good. We're excited about that. And then um, the, Fr- the French Quarter booking bus operations. Now, normally that would go from probably – 6 p.m. to midnight because of short staffing in the jail. But this year, at the request of our partner agencies, we are going to extend it from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. Uh, every day uh, in the 8th District. So that will allow all officers, municipal, traffic, other kind of offenses to be processed really quickly, uh, get our law enforcement partners right back out onto the streets, 
And so uh, we've expanded those hours at the request of our partners. Again, it's all about public safety, making sure they can get back to the street. So that's been going on for 11 years, but um, we are expanding those hours. So it allows people to be photographed, fingerprinted, and then once they their bond has been posted, they can be released or they can come stay with us if they're uh, and, staying. And that's a, that's a huge service, too, uh, because, as you know, moving arrested individuals off of a parade route and trying to get out of a particular area at that point in time is almost impossible. I mean, literally. that's right. And it went really well last year. So our bus will be, you know, ready to process them, get them to the jail and, and, or, and then either release or, or, uh, you know, bring them into custody. As um, you look yeah. back, I, I was going to ask, as you look back over last year, um, were there any challenges that kind of surprised you? You know, I thought, you know, we just really embraced it, and I thought it went really well. Um, but it was learning, obviously learning how to do that. We hadn't really done that before. So it was a big learning curve for us. But our team jumped in. Um, one of the things, I gave a couple of, of um, directions, and that is when we bring in our partner agencies, when these sheriffs and these chiefs, and trust their deputies and officers to me, uh, we have to take good care of them. And we got to take great care as well of our own deputies who are now doing something extra that we've asked them to do. And so we made sure they got breaks and were fed and they got so much love on the parade route. So it was a big learning curve, but it was just uh, them being a part of the public safety equation was just so important for them. Really, really boosted morale. Yeah, obviously a void that's there because of the staffing challenge of NOPD, and it's great to have a collaborative effort to backfill that void. And as I said before, not to not to beat it to death, but that two-lane report really highlights how important this whole show is for our economy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, you know, even a big part of the uptown route is that being near Children's Hospital. So it's, a, it's hard work as well as uh, being a big financial boost. So, yeah, we're always glad to help support that. Um, can I talk about one other thing that's going on? Um, we have yes, a yes, Mardi Gras op- operation, Mardi Gras Hub, uh, and this was launched last year in, in uh, conjunction with the Greater New Orleans Victim Services providers and our partners uh, at the New Orleans Family Justice Center. As you know, they play a big role in helping victims and survivors. So this year we're going to have that in place if – you know, we have victims and survivors of some types of violent crime occurred. They're going to get some access to a provider right away. We're going to support them, provide resources to them right away. And then that's going to, you know, of course, help the response to getting whoever perpetrated that as well. So um, we're going to encourage anybody who experiences anything like that uh, to look at the hub at the New Orleans um, Family Justice Center. They're at uh, 701 Loyola. Um, and so we're looking to be able to uh, help with uh, supporting those victims and survivors. As much of a good thing as Mardi Gras is, there's, there still can be some, uh, you know, negative things that occur out there that we want to make sure we take good care of our community. And this is for the, the period of time during Mardi Gras, specifically parade, kind of parade route related incidents? No. Yeah, it'll be available both weekends, and it's going to start on the twenty eighth. Yeah. And the hours of and the hours of operation would be. It's um, it's going to be various hours, but there's a twenty four hour uh, helpline available at all times, 
And that's uh, 504-866-9554. And again, 504-866-9554. So, uh, but they'll post a schedule soon, uh, but it's going to start on January 28th. So uh, we're just a couple of weeks away. Um, if you had to put a percentage number on it, uh, how much have you completed and how much you're ready? Oh, we're ready. We're ready. Everybody's excited. They've got their assignments. Uh, we've got all these, uh, you know, sheriffs and, and marshals and chiefs sending folks to us. And we went. it went pretty well last year, pretty smoothly in terms of getting them in, but it was a huge lift for us. And now that we know, you know, in terms of just how we process people when they get here, getting them to the parade route. We've got all that down. As you know, that is a logistical nightmare, and uh, uh, but we it went pretty well last year. It's going to go even better this year. Yeah, I can tell you, uh, even today, I know how much of a nightmare it is. When I broadcast live from St. Charles Avenue, I go downtown on a scooter because <laughs> there's just no way to get down <laughs> That is right. Um, and we, we, we want to dig, uh, get finished. Thank you to RTA for helping us to get uh, our deputies and our visiting deputies and, and all to the NOPD districts because RTA has jumped in and they're going to help us as well. Absolutely. Final thoughts? We are really excited about 2024. Um, you know, we're excited about it being a big part of the public safety equation. Uh, we are moving forward with a number of initiatives. Uh, to help with crime, and we will continue to talk about that in the future, and I hope you'll invite me back to to talk about some of those programs as we launch them. You have an open invitation. We'll have you anytime you want to come on. Thank you, Sheriff. Not a, not a problem. Happy Mardi Thank Gras. you so much. Same to you. Have a safe Mardi Gras, and, and a safe Mardi Gras to all of the folks that are coming in town, and obviously to your deputies as well as the NOPD. Sheriff Susan Hudson of the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office will be right back, folks. Stay with us. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, folks. Um, got a, And my my only suggestion, uh, I, was, I was saying that a uh, number of texts about the interview, um, a lot of folks uh, frustrated about not getting a straight answer. I mean, I, I'm not exactly sure what, that's about i was not i didn't want to be overbearing you know when i interview law enforcement people it's a little tough because i come from that field i'm sensitive to a lot that goes on it's not an easy job you know but in the end i I not only want the uh sheriff susan hudson to be successful i want chief ann kirkpatrick and everyone in law enforcement to be successful because i understand 
the critical nature of what it is that they do. What I don't understand, though, sometimes is the reluctance to just answer the question directly. Um, it's obvious that the public has an interest in these issues just by the number of texts that I got. It's obvious that they just want a straight answer. You, I tried to simplify it as much as possible. And I don't, mean, I don't want it to sound like I'm, I'm, I'm beating up on the sheriff after the interview. I tried to explain to, you know, what I was trying to get to, what the constituents are saying. I think I accurately depicted the feelings of our audience, um, which I think is reflective of the audience at large and that financial matters matter quite frankly, and, and uh, fiscal stewardship is important. Uh, it's not just about the job that you're doing. And the other day during a monologue that I gave about this issue, I said, you know, the interesting thing here for me is that if the home agency believes that they should be paid to that extent greater than anyone else, in the long term, I think it's going to be harder and harder to get people to come here. Thankfully, she has, uh, the sheriff has done a great job. There's 18 agencies participating uh, because they, I think they feel the same way that I do. They want the city to succeed. They realize that a lot of what happens in the state of Louisiana goes through the city of New Orleans, and we need it to su succeed. We really do. I mean, if we want to move from a third-tier economic region to a second-tier economic region, we need to have a lot of base hits. You know, there are not many home runs to be hit anymore. you got to hit base hits and doubles just every day. Um, just the, get good at the fundamentals, right? And fundamentally, when you're dealing with the media, you answer the question. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of folks from the media tell me that they liked coming to my press conference because I didn't shirk any questions. I answered them. Good, bad, or, you know, ugly, indifferent, or otherwise. And when I was asked a stupid question, I told them it's a stupid question. I'm not answering it. But because it really was. not be, You know, if it's something that the public wants to know about, that's not a stupid question. Answer it. and give, They may not like the answer, but that's okay. But the easiest way to put this behind you is to make admissions where, admissions need to be had and whether or not this is ethical or it was done the right way legal under the fair labor standards act and i and i didn't get to address this with the sheriff but i'm not exactly clear how they my my gut tells me no um and you know so we we shall see got a text here that says now you're backtracking because you are a a-hole to that woman i don't I don't think I was. I think I was very respectful. I think it, it just trying to get to an answer. It's frustrating. I mean, when you're trying to get to an answer, just yes or no. Um, you know, are they going to be paid that amount of money this year as they were last year? No. Move on. <laughs> it's It can be uh, that simple. And especially, as I said before, it's not backtracking. I mean, it's because I, I really understand the difficulties and the sensitivities of, of dealing with a law enforcement agency, and she's brought forward a lot of a lot of good things that she's going to be that the sheriff is putting forward in Mardi Gras, whether it's the Operation Mardi Gras Hub and 
And I'll repeat the number, 504-866-9554. If you need a victim assistance during Mardi Gras on the parade route or, you know, the thing with the, with the kids, um, you know, Lost Kids, Operation Lost Kids, that is a huge service. Not to mention, you know, all of the deputies that are willing to volunteer to go out there and and work the parade route and all of the visiting deputies as well, as well as the NOPD who do, who do uh, an, an incredible uh, job out there every year. So anyway, uh, 504-260-1870. I guess we uh, got Scoot up next, so let's just get to the break, and we'll visit with Scoot when we come back. Stay with us. This is Newell on WWL. Folks, just a reminder, the 14th annual Horses, Hops, and Cops has been rescheduled to Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, because of the weather, I am certain. 3.30 to 4.30 VIP Experience Tour. It all starts next Wednesday, 5 to 8. General admission is free. Scoot's up next, and he joins us. Scoot, what do we have coming up? Well, Marjorie Taylor Greene is in the news. Uh, she says that the Republican Party is going to completely eradicate all Republicans that do not fall in line with Donald Trump. So we'll talk about that, and I'm not going to drag you into this, duel, um, but it, 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 it's still going on, this d- debate that we're having about who is sexier, Jessica Simpson or Taylor Swift. And it was amazing that on the day of the first primary in a presidential election year, it totally took over the show at one point. So it just goes to show you what is really, really important to people. So we'll uh, actually, we have some. Why do we have to, to choose? I, I, well, you know what? That's a really, that's a good point. Yeah. Why? Why not both of them? All right. Also, uh, there's controversy over the Oscar nominations. Uh, Barbie actress uh, Margot Robbie did not get nominated. So we'll talk about that, too. All righty. Scoot's coming your way, folks. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed today's show. Have a great Wednesday evening. We'll see you in the morning. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.